Hey all you cool Reachers and Reacherettes, welcome back to this week's Reaching Out with Cameron. And it is officially hosted by Cameron. So without further ado, here is Cameron. Hello, <laughs> welcome back to Reaching Out. Um, so this, mm, oh heck, what are we talking about? I forgot already, man. I kept Just saying. because we missed like three weeks. Because your schedule, you're acting like you don't know what we're going to talk about. Right. <sighs> we need to take another poll on Facebook and see what people want us to talk about. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, I mean we've had three weeks that I've had three weeks to think about it because uh, I kept canceling because of my schedule. So, well, I think <clears throat> I canceled in there one week because of sickness or something. But I think that's the first spot we we address. Why is it starting? Pretty much in February instead of January. Right. Yeah. So being back at the hotel, I, uh, and you know what? I appreciate my job. I, it's an easy job. I'm working with people I enjoy seeing every day. But, um, we, uh, my, my hours got changed up a bit. One of our, uh, drivers was out. Let's see. Fired. Well, one of them was fired. And um, they just cleaned house. The morning guy told them all to get out. <laughs> the morning guy went out and had back surgery October 10th. So you look at how much the company puts pressure on people. Make <laughs> them have back surgery. Right. And he's been gone ever since. Um, I checked up on him a couple weeks ago. He said he's feeling better when he's coming back. I don't know. Uh, and we still need two drivers. Um, so I can get back to my regular agreed upon schedule, which would be like seven to four. So if you're one drive and in the Tulsa area, call, please call nine one eight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, it's really an easy job, but it's, it's getting to the point where it's interfering with reaching out, uh, working three to 11 and my, my off days aren't set. So I'm working weekends. I'm not able to do the reaching out at the park or Panera. Um, working during the week, working those hours. I'm having to reschedule or cancel doing the podcast. And I mean, as much as they say they like what I'm doing and, uh, it's really cool what reaching out is, but it's cool, but I'm not able to do it with the hours I'm working. So I mean, until we get. Well, you're also taking responsibility. This isn't just <clears throat> because this goes back to your boss. We don't want to piss him off because he is a really cool dude. Yes. And he is offering up the use of a membership club to get cheaper snacks and all that. Mm. So it's definitely cool of him. And he's helping out the cause. You know, your immediate boss brought you up and allowed you to say what you do and who you want to help. So, I mean, they're definitely behind you. Right. It's just you're now a company man, and you're doing what needs to be done for the company. Exactly. Um, now, <laughs> I'm not complaining about having uh, a job. A job, exactly. A house. That's <laughs> right. A paycheck every couple of weeks. To pay for the house. Right. But, um, no, I, I mean, they, they said we'll eventually get there once, once we're out of winter, and um, hopefully... Sooner than later, we'll uh, start getting busier at the hotel and um, 
we'll start hiring again. We're on a hiring freeze right now. That's why we don't have anybody. Uh, we need two more drivers. And once we get those guys in and trained and everything, I'll go back to my original schedule and I'll be able to uh, be home whenever my boys get home. And we lack off during the middle of the day. Right. And <laughs> uh, be off on the weekends so I can get back at the park and back at Panera or Barnes and Noble and uh, continue to meet with people. I mean, it is definitely important to not only impress your boss, but to do your duties. I mean, there's a reason. And this is a whole new management team. Well, of course, not the owner. But, like, is there any management from the first seven years you worked there? Oh, boy. Um, Management-wise? Yeah. Leadership, whatever. I mean, my uh, my supervisor, Don, is back. He came back, like, the week after I came back. They brought him back on to be the hotel operations manager. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, so they have a new front office manager and a newer, uh, night manager and a new GM. So, uh, I mean the management, nobody left over that screwed you over the first time. Right. Uh, that was just like two people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but no, they're not there anymore. So Um, you're saying there's still a chance that you'll get screwed over. (laughs) No, I'm joking. No, no. I mean, these people don't seem like they're that tight. No, I but mean, they understand. Hopefully, they understand you're doing what you have to do for the company. I'm there, and I'm there to help. And uh, I think I've been asking a bit much of them lately. I'm not even there a year. I'm asking for time off uh, on on some of the weekends so I can just I don't know do something with my wife for our anniversary or attend a, a memorial service for a friend's wife and. Um, yeah, my I'm kid. trying to stand up for your your bosses, and here you are throwing them <laughs> under the bus. You're making it sound like, oh, you know, I just I feel horrible, but I need time off for my, you know, wedding anniversary and a funeral, and they're being, you know, understanding. Like you're you're making you sound like the bad guy for asking off. I feel like it because they need a driver. <laughs> I'm the only actual shuttle driver and they can't spare like um front desk people sometimes to fill in yeah um so they they need me there so i I, i'm not mad at them it's just i'm ready to get back to a normal set schedule that's all i mean you did give them your word that you would do this yes but there's a point when it becomes too ridiculous like you're at a multi-million dollar facility that literally people come to pay you to stay and you're the only driver. Yes. And we don't have a driver in the morning because he's still out. And uh, we do have one night audit guy that does the shuttle in the morning to pick up um, UPS pilots. But and sometimes that's hard for him because sometimes he's there by himself. And Sometimes they're going to have to call him a cab. But, uh, I mean, that's that's the struggle with this whole hiring freeze thing. Um, it, it, it it just sucks because right now there's not a morning shuttle from, like, 6 until uh, whenever I come in at 3. So people are needing to go to the airport, I don't know, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, and so on. And I'm not there until 3 to do the 3.30 until 
So hopefully soon we can get those spots filled. We need to bring our numbers up too. I'm not saying the numbers are bad, but a full-time shuttle will definitely bring those up. Yeah. Yeah. But when do you let your yes become a no? Or is there a point where you say enough is enough? Like I have to have off for my wife's wedding anniversary. Like when do you put, when does, does your family become the priority? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, I let, I let them know ahead of time what I have going on, but they really don't know how things are going to be until the day of the whole deal with our anniversary. Um, they said we may or may not need you that day, but we won't know until that day because it's New Year's Day, <laughs> January 1st. So, um, I'm like, well, if, if you need me there, I mean, check-ins not until four, sorry, three check-ins at three to seven. And, um, I mean, most of the people are going to be here from the night before New Year's Eve and they check out at 11 at the latest one. I'm not saying I need the whole day off. I mean, I can work the morning and help out with the uh, with the checkouts. And, and the vomit cleanup. Right. <laughs> Since it was New Year's Day. Yeah. I mean, and offering to drive people uh, to the airport or back from the casino, still partying that morning. Or home from the bar. Or home from the bar, right. And I don't mind coming in from like, I don't know, I'll work six to one. As long as I can have that evening off, because I'm I'm pretty sure these people are going to be gone at three or before three, and that's yeah. and that's how it ended up being. They didn't need me that night. I called them as Joanna was going to go drop off the boys and Ranger over to her folks' place, and she was going to head up to the hotel. And I was just going to meet her up there later. Yeah. But as she was walking out the door, I called the hotel just to make sure. I'm like, hey. Uh, how, how are things looking? They're like, you know what? There's, uh, nobody here. They all checked out. So I don't think we're going to need a driver today. So you're good to go. Literally last minute. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they know ahead of time. They know like a week or so ahead of time, but they won't know what the occupancy or the busyness of the hotel is going to be until that day. <clears throat> so yeah. with the introduction of Uber and all that, why I don't get why they well okay honestly it comes down why is driver still a thing we're complimentary we're free it's a it's a complimentary service provided by the hotel so I can see why it's still a big thing yeah it still doesn't what kind of star rating is your hotel uh I think I heard the other day four okay so that's like a Oklahoma four or California two <laughs> you know we're kind of backwards. <laughs> but still, I mean that I can I asked because I drove myself nuts for ten years thinking I had to be with these companies and I was growing something big and all I did was drove myself nuts mm. and walked away after ten years knowing a whole lot of about screen printing mm -hmm. but with no machine machinery to show for it. And nothing else. All I had was knowledge. And I'm not even working in the industry a year and a half later. Yeah. So, I mean. But you still got all that knowledge and nothing to. 
what what good is it? I mean, my mom literally had brain surgery during that time, mm-hmm. and I chose to not wait at the hospital, and I came back home like and slept because I was tired. Yeah, I had worn myself out so much. Yeah, I had a nervous breakdown because I was about there was a chance that I would lose my only family member. Yeah, well, that I knew of at the time. So I mean, what? What's the point? I mean, we tell these companies, yes, or we, in the broader grandiose of the universe, we tell people that we'll be up at two o'clock in the morning and take your call. And then when it happens, is your yes still a yes or do you let him down? Like, how strong is your word, I guess? Mm. And yes, that was the topic for today. <laughs> like, like you give of yourself. Yeah. But for how long? How how honest is that word even? Yeah. When you tell somebody, I'll be there for reaching out, what would happen if you didn't show up? Might lose a follower. Might That could seriously let somebody down who really needed that talk. That, 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 could, that could have made a difference. And just canceling on them. I hate to cancel reaching out. I really do. It, it's this thing I've been doing for a while. I mean, there's some days where I have to cancel. and stuff like that so i can uh so i can help my uncle with my grandpa's house or we're doing something as a family or something like that but i mean even if i have to cancel like a meetup i still offer people the chance to either message or uh video chat with me if they want to uh just so it's something until we can meet in person is that a good enough alternative though i don't think so so i mean and it comes back like I being in church most of my life. Well, I say that maybe now it's true. You always hear, well, if you're sick but still go to work all week, why can't you go to church too? Like, how important is a church? And I'm one of those people that I always took that to heart. I'm pretty much the company I'm working for now until my company goes off the ground. Like, I'm doing it again. Mm. Like today, I was there from 10 to 6. My hours are pretty much from 10 to 4 or 3 o'clock. So why was I there until 6 o'clock? Because I'm a workaholic. I've done that for the past 10 years. Yeah. I've pretty much let what your boss is doing to you, you know, well, no, we really need to be printing. We need to make $700 a day. Yeah. We need to do this daily. We need to do that. What would happen if it didn't? get done that day you know well we really got this customer that's needing it but what happened to your family comes first you know when when do we need to say i agree to this but i didn't agree to this much you know when does that's a good question (laughs) why do we allow people to push us that far i mean you came back to this job so yeah you know in case they're listening because there's a greater chance with this You know, I would say proceed lightly, but I mean, at the same time, it's you kind of release stuff on this show and we talk about issues that maybe not everybody will talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people rag on that boss. I know with you, it's not going to become that. But I mean, what's different about this general manager? Because you've told me stuff that I'm impressed with, but yet he's still allowing you to work three to eleven which is like a 180 degree turn from where you were promised. Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> I don't know. I want to. I want to be able to. Uh, want to be there for them because they need me to be there. Um, I, I think I also want to. I don't want to say that I'm kissing up to the boss or or I'm sucking up or anything like that because he supports reaching out. <clears throat> but he's the first boss I've had that actually invites me to come in and talk and he'll listen. So I think there's a connection there that maybe it was like, okay, this is a good guy to work for and he needs me right now to be flexible with my hours and stuff like that. I mean, I could definitely see him as being one of those like growing up playing sports he's one of those guys if he was a coach he sounds like on the outside looking in one of those people that you would all he'd have to say is go tackle that wall and you try to run through that wall for him Mm -hmm. because he actually took an interest in your life multiple times yeah in less than a year you've been there how long now since the last week of october so three months pretty much tripled or quadrupled the amount of times your old boss talked to you in seven years of working for the hotel. Yep. And my direct supervisor, Don, he's, he's a great guy and he's, he's, there's not a bad thing I can say about the guy. It's just, he, when he says that there's some time where I can't take off or something like that, he's not being rude. He's, he's being understanding yet firm with what, we need to accomplish as a hotel, as employees of a hotel. There's a service that needs to be provided on a, at a certain time. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, right now we're in the middle of winter and that's the deadest season. So they, they, they let me go early uh, some nights because there's just nothing else to do. Yeah. But I mean, there's certain days where we'll have like a big group in like a team or, um, Miss America pageant, or right, um, where you have to take off their clothes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm not going to let that look ever die. Okay. And uh, but he'll explain to me. I mean, that I'll be the first to admit I'm I'm very stubborn, and I want to be able to um make my wife and family happy as well as making my job my boss is happy as well. And <clears throat> there's certain things like uh my son's birthday or yeah, the 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 anniversary or this funeral coming up um that I would like to have time off for, but at the same time, I'm the only guy. <laughs> um so most of the time I I was able to make those things uh, except for the funeral that's coming up, but um, I'm still going to go, but, uh, I probably won't be able to stay the whole time, but I'll, I'll be able to be there for, for, uh, my friend. So, and because I'm the devil's advocate, I have to say, but whose fault is it? Why are you the only guy? I wish we would have found another driver before we let the other guy go. I wish we could have waited a little bit longer or possibly brought him back. Uh, just on probation or something, uh, because it, it was working great for a while. The customers loved him. It's just he did some stuff that the boss didn't like, and 
I was going to say you can't write them out on. The uh -huh. FCC will come down on this hard. No names. No. Names have been retracted or redacted from this. <laughs> no, I'm not saying who it is or what he did or anything, but they, they let him go and uh, didn't replace him. And it's <clears throat> it, it's fallen on me. Now, I'm not saying I'm a victim or anything like that. No, I love my job. It's really cool. It, I, I have a great team. Um, it's one of the easiest jobs in the world to do. All you got to do is drive or help people with their luggage. or No, just, screw that. No? You have to be nice to people, especially when That's what I do. <laughs> I'm nice to people outside of work. Yeah, but when you have a beauty pageant contestant, like, piss you off Th and treat you like dirt. Yeah, yeah. And then you still have oh, to take boy. off her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean... Really, I mean, I can't remember what movie it was, but it like the guy put up the partition and the guy, the driver is trying to talk to him. And it's like, oh, so you're going to be like that. And then like later in the movie, he gets his revenge. Like it was a weird show mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you have people like that that they just put in their ear pods and like, don't talk to me. Right. Or why didn't you do better? You know, and you're sitting there just thinking. And this is a devil's advocate. I mean, like, you say, I'm not a victim. Well, a victim would be like, well, I got to go back to work. You know, somebody who's not a victim would be like, well, it's not my fault. You only have one employee. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's that's how so many people in the world would look at it. Yeah. Why are you different? Why is your yes being yes? You knowingly signed up for this. Because I hate to tell people no and disappoint them. I mean that that boils down to like uh not not just my job or anything. Like I've I've agreed to come in at like three or four o'clock in the morning for guests before just to just Have to make them crap on you. <laughs> I mean just to make them happy. Uh or I'll stay late, like like New Year's Eve. Uh I was scheduled until eleven. They had me on the schedule at from three to eleven that night. It's weird that they would have me leave an hour before the party. See, I'd Thomas. have you stay over until at least 2 a.m. Yeah, that's what I did. I stayed until 2. And that made people happy, and um, it, it paid off pretty well that night. And may that, have saved some lives in that <clears> matter. Um, being their designated driver and everything. And that, I mean, that was, a, that was a cool night. No wonder the other driver that got on my nerves wanted to take that shift every year. Uh, he would always come up to me and, like, That'd be the only time of year he'd be buddy buddy with me. He's like, "Hey, you want to switch shifts so you can spend New Year's Eve with your family and stuff like that?" I'm like, because he cleaned up on tips. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize how much until this past New Year's Eve. No, the 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 groups were great. Uh, most of the people were there to see Rum White that night over yeah. at the uh, River Spirit. So that that was cool. I only missed one couple. But they were a little further out than everybody else. They were over at a place called Boots and Diamonds or something. So I, I couldn't make it out to them because I had constant shuttles uh, to and from the casino and two trips out to the airport. So they ended up just giving up and taking an Uber. I'm like, well, that's how you got there. I mean, I told you I was going to be busy with these other runs and I would try to come out. But yeah. And they had a thousand dollar tip for you. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I. I I mean, that comes down like from from work to art. 
people will want to request something that I know I'm uncomfortable with. They don't know that. I know that. And I know it's going to be stressful and um, stuff like that. Or I'll agree to too many jobs at once and I'll overload myself and I'll get stressed out and uh, have anxiety every time I see a pile of canvases not worked on. Well, if you quit agreeing to paint naked ladies, you wouldn't have be doing stuff you didn't want to do. What? <laughs> no, you'd stick with the new Nickelodeon characters. Whoa, no. <laughs> don't don't put that out there. No. Um, it's the hottest of all art. <laughs> Great. Now I'm thinking about Nigel Thornberry. Because there's a shower curtain of him, like, taking a shower. Yeah. It just shows his butt. He's covered in bubbles. It says splashing on it instead of smashing. <laughs> it's goofy. Uh, th- thanks for making me think of that. Um, <laughs> but right now I'm getting back to it, and I'm doing Nickelodeon stuff and scary stuff again. And I'm, I'm going to start doing some original stuff as well because I, I still want to get enough pieces done. Uh, enough for, um, Mayfest, if possible. So I got, I got to get busy on that. Is Mayfest only a week long or is it like, long? is that the long one? I'm not sure. I went one year and it was when I was in high school and I totally forgot how long it is. Yeah. It's like one of those names that you think Mayfest, Oktoberfest, and then you have like the fair and it's longer than both of them. Yeah. Yeah, Oktoberfest is what? One weekend? Yeah, I believe so. At least in Tulsa it is. Mm. I remember going when I was real young. I was probably like 12. Yeah. The whole saying no thing, I mean, it. I I hate telling people no. I like to be able to help. But, yeah, but then there's times I do want to say no, and I don't. I was going to say, because there's a lot of times that leads to depression that way. And it's just like, why am I still doing this? Why am I here? And uh, Well, you're here because you're awesome. That doesn't help mentally. I mean, I could have... Do I want to say that? No. Probably not. I was about to say, I could have stayed over at the dealership and stuck with that consistent schedule, 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, off on weekends. Yeah. And I wouldn't have to cancel... Reaching out the podcast or the uh, or the thing on the weekends, but it would slowly kill you. It, it, it was eat away at your heart and soul. It was getting bad. Working there was the most depressed I've ever been. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you name, literally said you did not know if you wanted to talk to somebody. Like that's the whole thing about what reaching out is one on one conversations. Yeah, you're like, I don't care if I ever help him <clears throat> anymore. Push me and push me and push me and he was killing you softly with his phone. <laughs> Ten points for whoever gets that reference. <laughs> yeah, I mean the hours were cool, just the environment was bad. With soul sucking. I mean then the I feel I still feel bad for the care source people. Spending all that time training me for two weeks and I just up and leave. Yeah, but you knew <clears throat> and even the people around you knew. Was that going to be more traumatic than working at a service station? Yeah. But then again, you go back to a job that you left after seven years mm-hmm. because you didn't feel like you were treated right. 
Right. You got to pick your battles, you know? Yeah. Death or horrible treatment, you know? <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it was. People, yeah. like you were, you did one delivery and the person died the next week. Actually, like the next day or two. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we did a few deliveries and is, I mean, I learned a lot. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with that knowledge. <laughs> Same with screen printing. Yeah. Like I know how to take down and put together three different kinds of beds and how to clean different You'll machines. You'll be a hit in the nursing home. <laughs> hey, Cameron, my bed's broke. <laughs> you have a waiting list outside of your door to fix beds. Right. <laughs> Hopefully you don't go senile and forget how to fix beds then. I hope not. My grandma had Alzheimer's and it terrifies me. Well, a lot of stuff terrifies both of us. Yeah. That's why we deal with depression. That's why you want to reach out to people. Right. I mean, that's sick and twisted itself. Of course, then I have to deal with people all week, and that's my bad attitude on life. <laughs> and I know I have a calling to help people. Yeah. Doesn't make it easier. <laughs> Still want to punch them in the face. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like I've said before, and we've talked about this, like one of my biggest fears is being forgotten. Uh, another big fear is forgetting everybody forgetting who my kids are forgetting who my wife is forgetting my my past and who i am and slowly slowly be not becoming something just a shell of who i used to be that's terrifying too so forgetting people and being forgotten those are the top two <laughs> i was gonna say forgetting my past would be great if i could do that my depression would probably be gone because when i forget to take my pills that's what I remember when I go to bed. Mm. I should have done that right in third grade in 1989, you know. Actually, I went in third grade in 92. And that's what it's like in nightly basis if I forget for a week like I did last week. Yeah. And it's the stupidest stuff. Like, I have no power to change. There's no way I can go back and change it. Yeah. But for some reason, I let my yes be no, and I retracted on it. And now I shall, will forever regret. I mean, I was joking about senility, but at the same time, you said, forget your past. And I kind of like <clears throat> giggled like a little schoolgirl, realizing I have a chance to forget my past and have a better life. And yeah. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off because they have loved ones and stuff that deal with Alzheimer's and stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I would like to forget as well. But, but when my grandma had it, she forgot my name. She didn't know who I was, and that hurt because she was my best friend. She'd pick me up from school every day, and we'd play baseball, or she'd take me out to Burger King, or uh, she'd take me to a movie or just spend time with me, and she'd show me how she played piano and stuff like that, and she'd put on Alan Jackson, and we'd both dance or cards all the time. We'd play Crazy Eights and Slapjack and all that. Did you dance the boots, good and boogie? And then... And my first concert was Al or Alabama too. Was it or not Alabama? Alan Jackson. So yeah, it brought up that when I mean I know Bailey Ray Cyrus sings "Thank You Break Your Heart." But... Who's scooting boogie? No, thank you break your Brooks heart. Brooks and Dunn. Hey, Billy Cyrus <laughs> is "Thank You Break Your Heart." Yeah. See, all these Oklahoma or country <laughs> roots are showing. But. Just after all that, I still have those good memories of her. I just also have the memories of her not just gradually forgetting everything, who I was and 
Um, she'd forget where she was, and eventually she ended up in a nursing home, and they didn't treat her very well there. And the Do guys, you think people that have Alzheimer's or senility and all that, they forget the pain they have? I know this seems like an off-topic, but I mean, like mental pain and bad memories come from regret. And I mean, if, some people, like, uh, still recall certain things from their past. Yeah. So they'll they'll still have somewhat of a memory, like key things that they'll hold on to. And they'll have moments of awareness as well. Right. But. I mean, but do you forget you're in that pain or what caused that pain? And it's almost like it's better. <clears throat> it's like God bringing down his hand and being like, let me ease your pain a little bit. I mean, of course, it hurts the people around him because. Right. They don't remember. Yeah. But I mean, is it better to, I don't know, I'm, it's obviously not better slip in that. But for the person going through it, it eases the pain a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because you do always meet new people if you have Alzheimer's. Yeah. And I say that jokingly because of the movie Waiting. Have you ever seen that? Waiting? Yeah. With Ryan Reynolds? Where he sits down in the booth and he's like, I don't care. That's the coolest old guy ever. <laughs> I've, I've seen it once. I think it was whenever I was, uh, I think it was back in like 2009 or something. Yeah, the like the old guys, like Ryan Reynolds' character asking him how he's doing. He's like, well, I'm slowly slipping into senility. I give little children the finger. I run around and claim that I don't know and have my pants down. And I get to meet new people every day. And he's like, what's the bad part? Well, I give little kids a finger. <laughs> sometimes my pants fall down and I didn't do it and sometimes I don't realize who I'm talking to or so I can't remember the third one but I mean it's I don't know I mean me personally I haven't experienced Alzheimer's now my wife on the other hand like she has it's one of those stories that I'm not going to go into mm -hmm. but it's like Hollywood over exaggerated but really happened oh I got you my story comes, and I've I've said this before, but my grandma was in the hospital, and she had tape holding in her um, breathing tube, mm -hmm. and she was mouthing, get him out of here. I don't want it, him to see me like this. Yeah. That's the worst I've experienced. Mm. Like I'm downplaying it or something. I mean, we all go through things. I mean, and that's, I guess that's where I kind of, like my grandma was fully aware, went through the breathing tubes didn't want to bother people, didn't think she was good enough, you know, experienced everything, being brought to life multiple times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, I guess it's my questioning death, why I have those weird questions. And plus, I allow myself to ask the weird questions, like, does Alzheimer's soothe the pain? I mean, who in the hell thinks like that? I don't know if it does. I mean, they might still have the pain, they just don't know where it's coming from. That would be the messed up part. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like complaining to your hip or your kids, grandkids <clears throat> come to you and they're like, you know, why can't you walk with this grandma? Yeah. That's a horrible, horrible disease. I pray that I don't get it. That's, uh, cause it, that's one of the saddest things I can think about. I have a lot of good memories, with a lot of people, my wife and my kids and my parents and everybody and, to lose all that would just be devastating. And of course, I have to bring it up again. I mean, 
Okay, jokingly aside, I said you take off the Miss America's clothes. Yeah. But you took off a showpiece that was made out of wood. Yes. I mean, just you working at the um the hotel, mm-hmm. you've got to meet, was it Five Finger Death Punch? Uh, or, yeah, that was over at the Double Tree. Well, well it doesn't at, matter. It was the hotel. Hotel industry. You got to meet yeah. the American or the um, the beauty contestants. Mm-hmm. You've got to meet people from all over the world. Yep. I mean, even though you're working crappy hours, I mean, you got to admit you are working at least hours where they probably tip more. Yeah, I am. Morning. And you do have a job that provides a roof over your, and you can go <clears throat> to your anniversary. With your wife to Guthrie, or your haunted stupid mansions that you <laughs> go visit. No, the Guthrie thing was fun. That was, that was cool. I was able to go to my youngest son's birthday, and he had a good time. Man, I took a picture of him whenever he figured out what my card was. Uh, I drew him a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, "Are you ready for your ninja lessons or your ninja training?" And I was going to sign him up for. Uh, Classes over at Camp Ninja Warrior out in Bixby. Oh, I have I have never heard about that. It's the same kind of stuff that you see on like American Ninja Warrior Junior and Beastmaster and all that. Never heard of Beastmaster. I didn't know there was a junior. Yeah. Hmm. Just obstacle courses and they have um, instructors and everything. And it's like a once a week hour class. So it's a new parkour. Yes. Yeah, pretty pretty much tumbling and obstacles and zip lines and monkey bars and swinging and stuff like that. We went up there today and checked it out, and he's he's man. I took a picture of him as soon as he realized what his card meant, and that I got that saved on my phone. Yeah, that that look of just pure joy and excitement and stuff like that, and I love it. He was excited. And um, when we went up there, they said I need. <laughs> he said I need to go online and email them if I'm interested in signing up. <laughs> You're all the way out at like between 121st and 131st of Memorial. Mm-hmm. That's way out there, man. Just to hear that you got to <laughs> email first. That's stupid. <laughs> but I'm glad he got to see what it was, though. We're going to try to sign him up for a trial class, and if he if he really digs it and he's really um, not that out of shape, <laughs> right? I mean, that stuff you see on TV. I mean, when they get done there, <laughs> some of those kids are in shape though because they got like obstacle courses and like setups built in their backyard that they've been training on. That mummy and daddy built. Yes. <laughs> Um, give me an Allen ranch. I can take apart a swing set. That's about all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Uh, but yeah, he was, ex- he was so excited to go out there and check it out. And now I just got to figure out what to do for Jackson. Cause I mean, we'll be taking him out, taking Noah out there on Mondays at six 30 and Jackson. I think he'll be jealous if he doesn't do something too. So we might. Try to find something for him. Put him in the same thing. Might put him in karate. Because it's closer and cheaper. <laughs> I mean, that's a fallback, too. I mean, if if Noah ends up thinking he doesn't, he's not comfortable 
with doing the Ninja Warrior thing. At least the trial class is like 15 bucks. So that's not bad. They charge you for a trial class? Well, yeah, for that time. What the heck? What happened to a trial? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, at least they don't tell you a free trial with a $15 insurance fee or something like that. No, they don't They don't claim to say that it's a free trial. It's a trial class. It's for... still dirty that they tell you it's not free right up front. I mean, a trial is supposed to be free no matter what. Yeah. That's my inner cheapskate coming out. <laughs> but if he ends up thinking he's not comfortable doing it or whatever, I'll I'll sign him up for karate lessons with his brother. And that's only like a mile from our house. That'll be easier to get to. <laughs> and I love those people. They were awesome. Over on eighty first and Aspen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we we fought with one of their teachers about the correct kanji for kung fu or not it may not have been kung fu but um <clears throat> no it's jujitsu because they're um a form of jujitsu i believe oh but yeah they're like their coach teacher whatever sensei was like i'm from there you know this is not right it has to be this way i was like okay i all i need to do is find a font that looks like that and i send him like all kinds of font and he's like nope Oh, you did work for him. Yeah. Oh, right on. Kanji, That's how I what is that? The um, Japanese symbols. Like, Americans think it's like House of the Rising Sun. And it really means like dog poop. <laughs> Why do you have McDonald's menu tattooed on your back? <laughs> it says double quarter pounder. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I got I got to learn to say no and like no games. Get out of the house and do something productive. Do something. Learn a skill. <laughs> or just count the cost better. Yeah. I mean, Noah, he's he's already agreed. I'm like, if we're going to pay a certain amount a month to keep you going to classes that you want to do, the first month is for your birthday. But if you want to keep going, you got to help out with chores and stuff like that. If we're yeah. going to keep paying for it. This crap ain't free. <laughs> right. And uh, he's like, okay, I'll help out. I'm like, all right, but you got to do it before uh, before mommy gets off work. <laughs> or don't just don't make us have to tell you, you know? So, See, my well, thing was always, my mom told me if I played a sport, I would have to finish the season. Mm, no like, quitting. I, yeah, no quitting. And I would have to finish the entire, all the games, all the practices. So how, I mean, where would that be with like, I don't know, I think a year of, you know, parkour would be too much to make them commit to. But like, you don't want them to wuss out after like a month and be like, well, you fulfilled your contract <clears throat> because that would fall under let your yes be yes. I mean, you can't be like, I'm thinking my kid and like, he would do so good for so long and then all of a sudden like something would happen and there would be a trickling effect. Like all of a sudden one day turned into one week. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he's not doing it anymore. I mean, he, I mean, it just stems from him liking Spider-Man and all that. He's watched all these parkour videos and everything. And that was before he even knew anything about American Ninja Warrior Jr. or this class or anything. He's always had a fascination with, um, 
like tumbling and stuff like that. He'd show me he can do a uh, like a somersault or a front flip onto the couch or something like that. And and uh, so now he's breaking furniture. No, he's not breaking <laughs> furniture. Um, but no, I. It, but man, the, the, just the excitement on his face at his birthday just showed me that it looks like something that he would genuinely enjoy doing. So. I mean, he'd be active, and he, he told me today that he was nervous about starting a class with other people. I'm like, hey, there's kids in there. Had to Way start suckier something. than you. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> I mean, they start these kids, uh, they start classes at three years old there. Not two, because they don't have the motor skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I saw some kids much smaller than Noah in there today. And I'm like, see, these guys, they had to start, too. And I bet they were nervous when they first started. And they, st- we stood there for a minute and saw them start their class. And they're, they're doing somersaults over the, the foam obstacles and stuff like that. And they're running across the, the, the balls on the floor and stuff like that. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. I can't help but picture in the office right now. Parkour. <laughs> parkour. Hardcore parkour. <laughs> But uh, no, they have zip lines and um, monkey bars and rings and uh, just a bunch of stuff in there. It looks really cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything like those, like the actual parkour <laughs> warehouses, those look awesome. It's in a warehouse district, too. Where at? It's between 121st and 131st Memorial. You got all those. Um, it, it kind of. Hmm. It looks like the type of place that that would be for like storage, but also for businesses. Well, that's how far is it from Walmart over there? Walmart or Costco? Yeah. Well, Walmart. I'm thinking it's further down probably then. How close is it to Costco? Because Target's at 103rd. Oh, yeah. Like just a little past 121st. See, and that's the problem. I grew up down that street before it was that street. Like, I still remember 20 years ago when there was a driving range, when the roller rink rink was in. um, Oh, God, Walmart wasn't even a thing there. Yeah. There was no Brahms or Burger King (laughs) or GameStop or Lowe's, you know? Yeah. Uh, There's like a, if you go past the street that goes down to the class, uh, there's like a rib crib right there. And then... Down at 131st, I think there's like a place called Pizza Place and all that. Just a couple of strip centers. Okay. I think there's a quick trip over there, too. Well, there's a quick trip everywhere now. Yes, there is. <laughs> and now Come and Go is taking away my 10 cents off every fill-up. Are they? Yes. Now their coffee sucks all of a sudden even more. <laughs> so I never go there again. I mean, I don't. We are truly blessed in a town that has six Walmarts. <laughs> and a quick trip on every street because honestly i think broken arrow is only five streets wide olive aspen elm lynn lane county line anything that is a little bit out of the way but i mean broken arrow goes from like 131st which is indian hills all the way to i would probably say 31st i know there's a sign that says welcome to broken arrow over on 71st and garnett yeah, there. That was a big agenda item on one of the city councilor meetings. They're going to, I think, they're going to put up four "Welcome to Broken Arrow" signs. Oh, because Broken Arrow can get bigger, but Tulsa can't. 
I heard they changed up the uh, area code. Really? Yeah. This guy, uh, no, this lady I drove the other day, she said she was going to get a new phone, and she said it was like a five-something number instead of 918. Yeah, all my life it's been 405 and 918. It's like a five-something now because they ran out of numbers for 918, I guess. I remember still having a party line back in the 80s. (laughs) Like you pick up the phone and somebody else is talking from, like, Three houses down. Yeah. And, of course, where I live, three houses down could have been a mile and a half, two miles away. Golly, man. Uh, we still had weird neighbors, though. Yeah, it was definitely. And that's that's the reason why I know, because Old Bixby Highway, well, Old Bixby Road, mm. went right into Bixby through the backwoods of the Twin Hills and all that when I was raised at. So, like, Allen Ranch. And then you come on, and all of a sudden, at the last turn in Bixby, mm. yeah, that whole area has changed over the years. Yeah. Like, Bixby used to flood by the, um, it's probably about 145th, 155th, or 151st, yeah. that trailer park. Mm. That was, like, a huge floodplain. Really? Yeah. Like, it rained, like, maybe an inch, and all of a sudden, that entire trailer park was flooded. Mm. <laughs> nah, it wasn't that bad, but it was bad. <laughs> and it's weird how... Things change, and then some things stay the same. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's not the case about your job. How long have you been there now? It'll be eight years in August. Yeah, I really hope for you to, I really hope for you to, you know, get your art going, and that way you can have passion projects and stuff like that. Right. I, I'm be starting, a slacker like me. <laughs> I'm starting to paint again, and uh, I got a piece going to that guy in Kansas. Who's got all my Nickelodeon art pieces? And then once I get that done, I'll start some original stuff and maybe do some extra cartoons and stuff like that to sell here and there. Um, I need to start <laughs> having prints made because you, you've you've told me in the past that I, I I need to hold on to my originals instead of just selling them outright or sell them for hire. That's been a a constant thing with a lot of people saying I should up my prices. Then I do, and then no one hits on it. Yeah, but you stay local pretty much. Like, I would like to see you on Etsy and really go, you know, know, join a couple art groups that you could, like, lie out your teeth and be like, oh, I'm just looking for feedback when you really are like, hey, my stuff is for sale. Come buy it. (laughs) Good news. I am currently having new business cards made. Yeah, now nobody's going to make fun of me for my QR code cards. <laughs> Everything that needs to be said is actually written on the card this time. That should be in next week. So, Richard, now it's not going away. I just need to to um, sort things out in your life. First. Sort things out and um, <clears throat> be patient. Once the hotel starts to get busy again here in the next month, we'll hire a couple more drivers and I'll be back at it. I haven't forgotten all the people who have supported me over this past year, so I'm not giving up. I just got we just got to be patient, and um, I'll still be posting on Facebook and stuff like that. So and find a way to get financially supported by people. I would like to budget that way, just in case my tent breaks again. Because of the stupid wind in Oklahoma, <laughs> um, I'll be able to replace it pretty quick. 
I'll just be honest. I mean, just getting more people to listen because you get a percentage from every listener. Right. So, I mean, that just having people spread the word and promoting it would be a big help. Oh, man. I, I was looking at the numbers the other day. I posted the numbers the other day. And at that time, we had 444 listens. Yeah. That's awesome. That's way more than than uh, than I thought. So what would that be? Ten listens per episode? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. We have a total audience of six, according to the numbers, too. Yeah. Well, that's uh, estimated. I mean, that fluctuates from week to week. <clears throat> yeah. I find it interesting. We have people uh, overseas listening, too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yep, my, my goal this year is to double those numbers. That, that's my that's my goal. I want to see it done. Spread the word and get out there and make more positive impacts this year. That's what I want to do. See, I need to get better at that. My first thought was just make an impact. You added positive. I guess that's because I expect the worst, though. <laughs> We're going to make an impact whether you like it or not. <laughs> Well, there is a youth, a men's minister that actually says that. Really? Like he says, your dynamite radius is how big your explosion is, mm. whether negative or positive. Yeah. You make an an impact by your attitude. And like me driving in traffic for those couple months delivering food, I actually had my hand raised. That's how pissed I was about to give the finger. Like, as much as I do not believe in it, I think it's stupid. You know, a comedian said, I prefer to give the toe. And it's much more impressive to raise your leg up, take your shoe off, sock off, and give somebody the toe. Mm -hmm. You know. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that, it wasn't benefiting me anymore. And to know that, well, I mean, just by saying making a positive difference. Mm is impactful in itself. And you're telling people what you're doing. You're not letting them adjust the temperature on what you're doing. You're saying, I'm going to get hot and I'm going to stay hot for a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. And then you need to start making more videos. I do. (laughs) I, uh, all all these, like these, these slow days at work when I'm like at the gas station waiting on the van to be filled up, I could be doing a video. I'm thinking about doing a video and I just freeze up because I don't know what to talk about. I'd be yes to mine. Well, I did when I was doing my raisin rise. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you do fake it, even when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. You just keep on pushing. And then we can even change the schedule of the podcast. That way it comes out, like say on a Monday. And then you do a video every Friday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. Because I tell you what, I could see the change in just keeping the podcast schedule the way we did. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been slow, but I mean, I don't know. There's going to, now that I have a room set up in my new house, that may be beneficial. Because don't have to wait until Wednesday at 9 o'clock at night to record. Yeah. You know, I'll soundproof the heck out of that room. Tell the kids to go to sleep or go play in the other part of the house. Mm-hmm. And it won't matter if they're awake or not. You yeah. know, that'd be cool, man. And when you keep on going, that's, you know, I lucked into this house, but now looking at it, I mean, how hard I fought to work continuously 
to now have a room in my house where my video equipment, my lights, my green screen, all my audio, you know, have a round table to actually host podcasts and to have guests come on. Mm. You know, that's that's a huge thing. Yeah. And I even have a side entrance for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, this is proof that if you keep on going, I'm proof if you keep on going. Sometimes you have to fake it, but guess what? If you keep on going and don't listen to anybody else, let your yes be yes, you will make an impact. Mm-hmm. So that was my final words. I didn't intend for it to be. <laughs> but do you have any parting words for our reachers today? I'm going to call them the fan base reachers. Reachers. You little reachers. <laughs> Instead of an encouraging word, I got a question. He's going to bring us all down. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When. When all you're known for is just trying to please people and make people happy and stuff like that, and you hate to say no, what what actually brings you to do it? I mean, what 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 finally gets you to say no without being? I'm not I'm not saying that you have to be hateful or rude or anything like that, but just to let them know why. Why you're saying no? Because I have a problem with telling people no. I and I accept our jobs all the time, and I overwhelm myself because I, I don't want to disappoint anybody. So, how 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 do you get to that point where you you stick up for your for either your family time or your mental health and actually say no? So whoever's listening to this after this is over, send us a message or a comment on the Facebook group. Or on Instagram or whatever, and just let us know. So you did beat me to it. Um, you, <laughs> called, you called it the Facebook. I just watched the, the so- Facebook. Oh no! Well, have you seen the Social Network? No. That's what, according to the movie, it used to be called. It was um, the inventor of Napster that told him, "Drop the, make it just Facebook." Oh. And of course, um, Justin Timberlake is the one who plays. The guy who made Napster. So oh, imagine really? Justin Timberlake like being a pretty much a dick. Be like, drop the just Facebook. Isn't Jesse Eisenberg? He's um, um Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's funny you say that. But there's the group, the fan page. There's camo art stuff. Um, Instagram and Facebook is reaching out with Cameron. Um, the website reachingoutcameron.com. So there are many different ways to reach out to Cameron and make him feel loved and special. And he's not forgotten since he's abandoned us and not doing reaching out anymore. <laughs> no, it will come back just like this podcast. It's, it, by the time this one's released, the first episode of season two will be out. And then we will have almost recorded the third one. So, you know, it's coming. It's just life gets hard. Mm-hmm. And he's still here. Reach out to him because he's reaching back to you. That was the cheesiest line ever. (laughs) But that will do for this week. I've been R.A. Crate. And Camo. And until next week, KSITJ.